0: Amen. Good morning, Calvary. Good morning to our online listeners as well. We know many of you are tuning in because uh, sickness and illness. We have a lot of people who are out either sick or in quarantine, and we know this because of our volunteers. And so it's a good reminder, if you've been around here for a while, we've had a lot of people step up on stage and help out in the kids' ministry, um, even in the worship today. It's been a, a kind of an adjustment thing. So if you have a skill set, like, I don't know, play the drums, or if... Uh, You like kids or first impressions, we could definitely use your help Um, If you've been around here, especially for a while, we'd love for you to get involved as we go forward We are continuing a series today called wise and unwise and through all of this series We've talked about two words So we started this by side talking about basically the idea there's two words wise and unwise and defining that And then out of those two words, there's two paths There's the wise path And the foolish path Now if there's a wise path path and a foolish path Then what we talked about last week is just because there's two paths doesn't mean that you Knowing that there's a wise path will be on it So there's two types of people the people to choose to be on the wise path And the people who say "Eh, i'm gonna go this way We hope that you're drawn into the wise path and and sometimes we sit there and go okay I want that but daniel, how do I do that? So the way that you do that is we're going to start by taking two steps today. So we've had two words, two paths, two people, and two steps. And we're looking through Proverbs this whole month, and we're reading the corresponding day. So today is January 23rd. We're reading through Proverbs 23 today. So this last week, one of the Proverbs you would have read, actually yesterday, was in Proverbs 22. And that's where our passage comes today, Proverbs 22. And we're going to start by looking back a little bit And as I'm reading verse 15 and 16, it's going to set up where the meat of our passage is today, verses 17 through 21. But as we're reading this, I invite you to do what we did yesterday in the deacon uh, retreat, which is to read over this slowly and allow one or two of these truths found in this to speak to you. Because God's word is powerful. Let it speak to you. Read this, not just to someone who is going over it, but allow God's Word to penetrate your heart. Here's what it says in verse 15 and 16. Is, you see an example of two types of people, right? Foolishness is bound to the heart of a youth, and a rod of discipline will separate it from him. Oppressing the poor to enrich oneself and giving to the rich both lead only to poverty. So let's read it again and, and see what sticks out to you. Let it sink in. Foolishness "...is bound to the heart of a youth, but a rod of discipline will separate it from him. Oppressing the poor to enrich oneself and giving to the rich both lead only to poverty." There's many truths you could find from that short little reading scripture we just did, but the one that really sticks out to me is this idea of the rod of discipline, the, the tension of punishment. The course correction is necessary... Because it separates the foolishness From you And allows you to be wise So as we think about this And we sit there and we're chasing after the wisdom of God If we want to be wise How do we know what's wise? How do we know what's foolish? And so I want to start by going over 20 characteristics We can find through the book of Proverbs And I want us to look over these Kind of from the the standpoint of When you think of wise people do you see these attributes in their life? So okay, let's just kind of briefly look over these. Just kind of pick out one or two of them. For instance, uh, Proverbs 6.6 uh, 6 says, You work hard. And so then you get to Proverbs 9. And you're thankful for the one correcting. You store up knowledge. You, you restrain, do they restrain their speech, or are they full of gossip? Do they surround themselves with otherwise people? Do they have the favor of other leaders? Do, are they the person that leaders come for advice and wisdom? Have they learned life lessons? Do they live in isolation or do they save up for the future, right? Do they show favoritism? That's foolishness, to show favoritism. And finally, as you kind of go through this list, and you can find all these later, we'll show you where, but you turn away from wrath and you guard your feelings. Now, feelings are good, but wisdom is leading us to God's truth and sometimes our feelings can lead us astray So as you saw that list and you began to think okay, who are the wise people and, and you start thinking to yourself How do we become wise? How do we become like those? We find the answer to that in proverbs twenty-two seventeen, 17 because what we're talking about today are two steps To gaining wisdom and the results that you find from doing that verse 17 proverbs 22 listen closely and pay attention to to the words of the wise and apply your mind to my knowledge for it is pleasing if you keep them within you and if they are constantly on your lips i have instructed you today even you so that your confidence may be in the lord haven't i written for you 30 sayings about counsel and knowledge in order to teach you true and reliable words so that you may give a dependable report to those who sent you So the two steps are found in verse 17, and the results are found later. We'll get to that in a minute. Verse 17, let me read that again. Listen closely. Pay attention to the words of the wise and apply your mind to my knowledge. The first step to gaining wisdom is to listen to the wise. So who is the wise person to you? In other words... Who are you allowing an ear? Who are you listening to that's shaping and directing the course of your life? Because without intentionality there, you're going to be shaped and molded in ways that you don't even realize. You just are. And and here's the way this could work. Sometimes you may be attracted to a person who's really funny, right? And so you sit there and go, that person's really funny. And so we listen to, a funny person isn't necessarily wise, you just like to laugh, so you're, you're drawn to whatever they say, right? What about the person who um, is a sports star or a musician or a famous movie actor or a famous whatever? Oh, they're, they've gotten this, they can dribble a basketball really well, so whatever they say, I'm going to do, right? What about the idea of, this is the one that we can easily draw be drawn astray is we confuse arrogance with confidence. And if a person is seemingly... Uh, sure of themselves. We can think they must be wise because they don't seem to have doubts But there's a difference between arrogance and confidence. The wise person is confident but not arrogant, right? So we then have to ask ourselves if we're to listen to the wise who are the wise Here's three characteristics of the wise as found in the scripture The wise seek the lord James 1 through 5 They seek the word word the lord earnestly not just on Sunday morning. They, they seek the beauty of what God has to say and it transforms them throughout their day and life. And not only do they seek it, they, they, they learn to talk about it. When you, you meet them at Chipotle or, or you see them at the grocery store, when was the last time spoke a word of the Lord to you there? And not just, hey, how's it going? Yeah, did you catch the boilers? Yeah, woo! Okay, you know all that stuff? When was the last time you were around someone that you're sitting there going, man, I'm having a hard time and they just stopped and prayed for you? That's the wisdom we need these people seek the lord they also the wise live a life of integrity james 3 13 through 17 and this is measurable you you hear that they're talking bad about you but to your face they never do that's not a wise person the person who is gossiping is not a wise person the person who is different monday through saturday as they are on Sunday, is not a wise person. The person who lives with integrity is the same person on Sunday as they are on Wednesday, as they are in public, as they are in private, is a wise person because they're on the path of righteousness. Third, the wise are humble. Proverbs 11, 2. Now, how do you measure humility? One of the lessons from this I've learned is actually through Drew. Um, Drew has shared with me this quote. There's some argument over who is the actual person who said it was it um c.s lewis who i'm going to attribute to or one of his friends i think they all kind of came up with it together and they all get credit at times but i'm going to attribute it to c.s lewis but here's the point it's not my quote fair enough here's what it says true humility is not thinking less of yourself it is thinking of yourself less true humility is not thinking less of yourself it is thinking of yourself less So the humble person isn't about self-absorption. They aren't about using and manipulating you. They aren't about, hey, I'm arrogant and I'm confident and you're a pawn to be played in the game of chess that is in my life. The truly humble person seeks to elevate you into the image of God because you are an image bearer of God because they are chasing after the Lord and the way they live their life is confident because they're walking in the Lord, but the confidence they have with the Lord allow them to lift you up because they're not looking to you for their self-esteem. Are you surrounded by people who are humble? Are you humble? The way to chase after wisdom begins with listening to the wise. And the second, if you want to become wiser, then you have to apply your mind to the knowledge. You have to to do what you learn You have to really become we, we're, we're trying to do that around here, right? One of the things that we did a while ago Is we read through the scripture And we asked you to think about something To, to draw it out Because if I have to spoon feed you Then you're not going to be able to grow The rest of the week Allowing the scripture to grow So we do different things around here We give you daily trainings We try to help you connect you with God In doing that And what we're trying to do is allow you to grow In your walk with God on your own One of the ways that we're doing this right now Is we actually have a a QR code that you can scan We're starting to do this because once again There's people on staff who are smarter than me Who figured out how to do this, right? And in this QR code I think we're going to be able to pull it up in just a second You can actually take your camera out right now And screenshot it And guess what it has? announcements woo! and sermon notes and song lists what was the song we sang on sunday but the sermon notes here's how cool this is the sermon notes have a lot of what i'm saying but it gives you another place to take notes and this is the part that blows my mind at the bottom it'll give you a place to email yourself the sermon notes how smart is that i mean i would love that I, because i always take notes and then i forget about it so then you have them right and then you're not like pulling it out oh i forgot this sermon from 1978 you know i was three at the time but the the reality is sometimes we we so this allows you to draw it and what the point of this is is to allow you to reflect back on the knowledge that you gained from god as he speaks to us through what he's doing in our lives on sundays This is one avenue as we chase because what we're trying to do here The second step is applying our mind to knowledge in order to apply our mind to knowledge We have to ask ourselves a couple of questions and the first one is found in philippians 4 8 And I want to do what we did earlier. I want to read this to you and ask the lord to speak to you Don't just wait for me to tell you what it says Ask the lord to speak to you as I read this over you now finally Brothers and sisters Guess what? That's all of you Whatever is true Whatever is honorable Whatever is just Whatever is pure Whatever is lovely Whatever is commendable If there is any moral excellence And if there is anything praiseworthy Dwell On these Things When I read that I'm immediately drawn to dwell To allow your mind to A dwelling is a place you live Right? To live where are we living in whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just and so the first question I ask myself if i'm going to do the things that are wise if i'm going to grow in wisdom I have to ask myself am I dwelling on what is true? Not on what I deem is true, but what is truth through god's truth am I allowing it to come in To my life am I discerning what is true? Then what do we do with it? colossians 3 2 through 4 once again allow the spirit of god to speak to you through his words found in Colossians 3, 2 through 4. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life... Let me say that again. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. So after we discern what is true we're going to realize there's part of our life that needs to train, change. There's part of our life that is not lining up with what God wants to do. Remember, one of the characteristics of the wife is, are you continually learning? Are you coming to the place where you say, this part of me needs to die, as we just witnessed in baptism. We are dying to our old way of life and being raised to a new life through the resurrection of God. So, are we dying to what we discern is not true, and are we being raised to a new life, and what's the result of that? That's found in Romans 12:2. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may be able to discern what is good and pleasing and perfect will of God. Daniel, I want to know what is wife. I, I wise. I want to be able to discern. Who is wise? I want to be able to do better decisions. I want to be able to speak better English. I want to be able to make better decisions, right? I want, and I, I need help discerning. The way that you discern is being transformed by learning what you need to die to as a result of dwelling on what is true. The way that you will be transformed is recognizing there's areas of your life, I don't care if you're 99 years old in this room, and I don't think any of you are anywhere near that. You're welcome. If you're 99 years old, or if you're three, there are areas in your life you need to die to. You need to dwell on what is true and allow the Spirit of God to transform you because then that gets you on the path of righteousness what does the path indicate we are not there yet you want wisdom set your mind on what is true die to it and be transformed into something new so what's the result of that for it is if is verse 18 for is for it is pleasing if you keep them within you and if they are constantly on your lips, what is it? The truth. Wisdom. Result number one is wisdom will remain on your lips. You'll be known as a person who speaks wisdom. As wisdom remains on your lips, you're going to see a change. You're going to see, uh, hopefully, a child come to you and go, Oh, mama's not angry all the time anymore. What happened? Jesus! Dad's not always worried about money anymore. What happened? Jesus, right? Daddy burned the cookies again. What happened? It's still (laughs) dad. Right? But pay attention to time. Jesus, right? And so the reality of what we're trying to come through is understanding that as wisdom remains on our lip, then you're going to continue to grow in the knowledge of God. How do we see that? I have instructed you today even you so that your confidence may be in the lord our confidence is not found in what i think i've deserved the wisdom that comes from me isn't from me it's from god because if i think it's wise it's not the wisdom i am able to to share with you impart with you hopefully comes from his word his transformation of my life so as I'm doing that, the second is I gained the confidence in my ability to know how to read the Scripture. I gained confidence to know how to speak up in small group. I gained confidence to be willing to follow in believer's baptism. I gained confidence to be willing to serve because as I grow in the wisdom and the character of God, I'm drawn closer to Him because I'm on the path that leads me to His presence. And the result of that is verse 20 and 21. Haven't I written for you 30 sayings about counsel and knowledge? In order to teach you true and reliable words So that you may give A dependable report to those who sent you Result number three is you will be viewed You will be known As trustworthy Here's the question I've asked periodically But I I want to allow this Question of wisdom And are we being transformed into a wise person Right? Right? To allow this question to sink into your bones How do you want to be remembered Because i've been to many funerals at this point because i'm a pastor in case you didn't know that pastors are often at funerals And as you talk about people even uh, Family members other than the immediate family The reality is most people will summarize your life in two sentences or less That's how you're going to be remembered Here's what I don't think you want your two sentences to be Oh She was so sweet and made the best cookies Cookies That's how you want to be remembered Right He worked so hard I just wish he'd been around more She made me laugh And laugh and laugh We never got deep but you know We had some good times I don't even remember the times with them because we were always so wasted. How do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as wise? Do you want your kids? Here's the hope that Christians have is that as we walk, the idea of what I want to be remembered as when my kids are standing in front of my casket, Lord willing, that happens because I don't really want them to go before me. And in that moment that happens, I hope they don't look out to the crowd and go, My dad was really funny on stage. So you go, don't worry, right? <laughs> At the end of it all, I, my prayer is that they will be able to say, my dad pointed me to Jesus. And inherently implied in a statement like that is that you were chasing after Jesus. And inherently implied in a statement like that is that you were seeking the wisdom of the Lord. Do you want to be wise? Seek wise people. Allow them to speak into your life. Even this morning, someone came to me, and they were like, hey, Daniel, how do you do this about a house-type thing, house fix-it project? I go, oh, don't ask me. Let me give you a couple names of people who you can ask, right? Because sometimes wisdom is knowing that you don't have the answers. And while I don't have the answers, I try to fix things sometimes, but I also know that sometimes it's in over my head, and so as I try to learn more, I, I have my few people, some of which I even look at and see you in this room. Thank you. But the understanding what you're good at, what you're gifted at, seeking wisdom, doesn't mean you have all the answers. It means you know and are comfortable with the person that you are as you chase after God. Are you doing that? A caution. Sometimes you can be on the path of righteousness and God can be rolling in your life and, and you can be changing and all of a sudden the kids are going, why isn't mommy angry all the time anymore, right? And you start going, oh, my kids think I'm awesome. Or, Daniel, you've you really spoken into my life on stage. Thank you so much. This sermon really meant a lot to me. Oh, Good job. <laughs> and before you know it, you're straddling the wise and the foolish paths, right? Because you start feeling full of yourself and to then there's fool's gold into thinking that ultimately, if I chase after God, this is a game that we play in churches. If I chase after God long enough, people will think I'm awesome, and then I can quit playing the game of acting like I'm chasing God because ultimately I want people to think I'm cool, or respectable, or wise. May we repent. That was caution one. Caution number two, and I'd ask you to stay with me here, because where I'm going with this Some of you are going to hear the initial part of this and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so I'm asking you to allow to see if God can speak wisdom into your heart in this little bit. Stay with me to the end. Would you do that for me? There's been a pervasive problem throughout church history. It's not new. And it's the idea of living your best life. Self-help. Self-care. And and I I just want to Compare those for a second With biblical wisdom So I don't know what the modern term is But I'm going to use the word self-care Because that's what's on the slides Okay. So, but just kind of imagine that So let's look at this Self-care teaches us to live for self By definition Biblical wisdom teaches us to die to self Self-care is based on a present need And can change, right? I need some me time Well, tomorrow I don't. Oh, it changed. Biblical wisdom is timeless. Self care is self serving. It's in the title. Biblical wisdom is sacrificial. Self care is about finding happiness. Biblical wisdom leads to contentment and recognizing that happiness is fool's gold for the follower of Jesus. Contentment is glorious. (laughs) self-care is by definition an independent action it's in the title biblical wisdom requires community with god and with others i'm going to give you a, an explanation of what this looks like but in case i lose some of you i i want to say i'm going to read the following quote that i've worked on with about six other people because i wanted to make sure this came across really well so this is One of the few times a lot of people have looked at this and so it's very carefully stated, okay Never quote yourself. I'm not that guy who likes to quote myself, but here's what here's the Not all actions labeled as self-care movements are rooted in evil. I think it's important to understand some can even be healthy if They align with godly wisdom but well, what needs to be asking our, what we need to be asking ourselves is what is the motive behind my pursuits Is it to live for the comfort of self Or the glory of god So remember this is cautions these are things that could take us away from wisdom and, and let me explain it to me you like this. Uh, I am an introvert on the scale I'm, not a huge introvert, but I find the older I get the more I like being introverted I would ask the introverts to raise your hand, but you don't want to Okay and, and what I realize is as an introvert what that means is I actually really like people I like conversations with people I never want you to feel because i'm an introvert. It means extroverts don't get this I like talking to you. I just need some time alone to recharge my batteries That's what it means for an introvert. Okay, and sometimes my family sees it, you know Sometimes people go. Oh, he's getting hangry. You know, it, it's the person who gets really upset be- because they haven't eaten for me It's when I haven't been by myself. I become that way Okay and so sometimes my, my wife and my kids are like, you just need some alone time, right? Woo, go, 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 go. And so I can sit there and go, I need some alone time, some me time to recharge my batteries. Here's where it's dangerous. I know that's part of who I am, and I like being by myself. I like playing golf by myself. I like playing disc golf by myself. I like hiking by myself. I like jogging. I would say running, but I never run. I like, uh, you know, all those things. I like being by, Daniel likes being by himself. Daniel doesn't know why. Daniel also doesn't know why he occasionally speaks in third person. He just does. (laughs) And in the course of life, I know I need to recharge, but the problem is I can use that as a means to say, oh, I need some alone time, so I'm not going to have community anymore. And all of a sudden, it It bridges the gap into selfishness Here's another one extroverts. Oh, I don't need sleep I need community. God made me to have community Why'd you get a 62 on the exam? I didn't sleep enough Anybody relate to college? Oh, don't raise your spouse's hand. It's uncool Right And so here's here's what I would say You need to go on a weekend getaway with the girls the guys Do it You don't need to do it 20 times a year You need to go play golf? Do it. Don't neglect your family. You need some alone time? Find it. But don't use it as an excuse to stay alone. You need to be around people? Do it. Don't use it as an excuse to neglect your work or your needs. Know the difference. Don't live for yourself. Because in other words, what we're really asking is understand your why... And understand who you are becoming Are you becoming a person who is obsessed obsessed with self Or living for the glory of god Now As we kind of wrap this sermon around Wrap it up with a little bit of a bow Here's what I want you to see as we kind of go through this This is the time of year where we don't have a ton of new guests Yes, we have new guests every week and if you're a new guest i'd love to meet you. Thanks for being here We're glad you're here but we usually have a lot more guests around easter after vbs and in the fall so what we're actually intentionally trying to do with this series you may not know there's intentionality in these series but there actually are is we're trying to get our church our people those who call calvary home to understand that the way that we grow together is by you and 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 you you seeking the wisdom and the face of god by choosing to be on the path of righteousness We're trying to grow and develop leaders who can serve by playing the drums. Hint, hint. (laughs) If you're bad at drums, don't serve by playing the drums. That's unwise. We need to develop more leaders who can lead small groups. We need to develop more leaders who can lead at Caterpillar, at Purdue, as teachers, as nurses, as singles, as married, as college students represent, we need more people to lead who are 90 and have wisdom to teach everyone who comes behind them, and we need more six year olds to stand up in their schools and show their friends how to follow Christ. We are intentionally trying to develop leaders, and so that when the college students, when you guys grow up, and I know a bunch of them are here, but they're scattered around, when you guys grow up, I'm not even trying to make you a leader. For following and serving our church I want you to serve the kingdom Because if the kingdom is full of people Who are chasing after the wisdom And the nature of God His holiness takes a hold of our hearts And transform us The kingdom of God will shine like a beacon Like a lighthouse on the darkest night That no storm can cover Church Let's say chase after God together Do you want to chase after the wisdom of God? So here's the question we always ask ourselves. Difficult moment. Do I need some me time? Is it right or wrong? Well, me time's never wrong, right? Andy Stanley has said this years ago and has given permission for many churches to use it. So I want, this is our daily training, daily training, training daily. Ask yourself, not is it right or wrong, ask yourself, what is the wise thing to do? Is it wise for me to go play golf this afternoon? Or do I need to spend time with my daughter, teaching her how to ride a bike? I don't have a daughter, so I don't know. Is it wise for me to go hang out with the guys? Or when's the last time I took my wife on a date? Oh, now I'm meddling. Is it wise for me to sleep late every single morning or to get up at the crack of dawn with my kids to have a devotion with them before they head to school? The discipline of the Lord invites us to transformation, invites us to his presence. Jesus died for us so that we could be transformed. And what he did on the cross can change us. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, we'd love to talk to you more about that. After the service, there'll be several of us right up front by the baptism. But as we close this message and thinking about what is the wise thing to do, here's another little daily training challenge for you. We're going to look over this list again. And this time, instead of looking at, do I see this in other people, I want you to find one or two areas that you can work on. And then try to find some people, right? Who brings honor to their father. Why, Why do they do that? who helps you um, chase after God who fears and avoids evil and and allow these people to speak into your life and then set your mind dwell on those things not to live in isolation or to learn how to save and if you think that you're wise in all of these areas I don't need to talk to you afterwards because you're a fool and that's about as blunt as I ever get but you are so once again you want this list It's on the sermon notes. You can get that on the QR code. It's even on the paper. I know, paper thing that we have on the way out. You can grab that QR code It leave the paper there. We didn't make enough for all of you because not all of you want paper, right? But you have the capability to look through these. Find one or two areas and allow the Spirit of God because I believe the church in America can rise from the ashes. That we can grow in wisdom and knowledge. But it takes you and 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 me chasing after God together. Let's do that. God, I thank you for who you are, and I ask that you move in our midst. We thank you for the blessing of what you've done for us. We thank you for how you guard us and guide us. Father, grant us wisdom. So that we might stay in your presence, so that we might be transformed to look more and more and more like you, to take on your, na- your nature, your character, which is good and holy and just and kind. It's peaceful, loving, it's all knowing, it's wisdom personified, it is good and faithful and just, it is discipline, it is righteousness. It is holy because you are holy. It is the truth that we need to dwell on. God, help us to know how to walk in the presence of you that you afforded us through your sacrifice on the cross. May we walk close to you. In your name we pray. Amen.